What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Race Report. I'm your host, Race Pidio. And today we will be getting into some of Sunday's games. Like usual, we're only going to be able to get through about half. So uh, that's what we're going that's going to be on the agenda today. Um, I apologize for not being on the show for a while now. Um, I was on a trip, then I came back, and there really was no topic. So, you know, um, sorry about that, but I can't wait to get back into it. We have some great games. We have some great games this week, and so I'm not going to waste any more time, so let's get into it. Okay, Thursday night football was the Packers and the Cardinals, and the Packers snapped the Cardinals' win streak. Um, They're undefeated season, but it's a lot more than just that. The Cardinals were driving down. Um, They were definitely in field goal range. Cardinals fans were thinking, touchdown, let's end this thing. Packers fans were thinking, hold them to a field goal, let's put this game in overtime. And um, Cardinals fans are right. They did end the game, but not for the Cardinals. For the Packers, because they were close uh, to the end zone. Murray uh, threw up a fade route to A.J. Green. That would probably be, you know, uh, that would normally probably be... um, D-Hop's role, but they throw it up to A.J. Green, and apparently A.J. Green did not know the football was coming to him because he didn't even look for it, sailed right over his head, and a beautiful heads-up play by Razul Douglas, um, tipping it to himself, catching it, um, sealing the game for Green Bay, a clutch moment for him, but the Cardinals' undefeated season ends with miscommunication, which is probably the worst thing that could happen, so Packers snapped the Cardinals' win streak. So, beautiful win for Green Bay, showing that they are a team to be reckoned with, and even better than the Arizona Cardinals. So, <coughs> sorry guys, I have a little bit of a cold, so don't mind if I uh, cough a little bit in this video. Um, or, sorry, episode. So, beautiful win for Green Bay, and a good one at that. Um, bad way to end an undefeated season if you're Arizona, and you probably can't be happy about that. And yes, I do give you permission to... Um, blame your undefeated, what would have been an undefeated season on A.J. Green for messing it up. So, good job, A.J. Just kidding. Um, Okay, so the next one we're going to get into is the Bears and the 49ers. Jimmy G is back and better than ever, boys. He comes back. He leads the offense to a great game, putting up 33 points and beating the Rusty Bears offense. Um, And the 49ers kind of took advantage of the Bears um, with... Rookie QB Justin Fields, which is put in an awkward position because now you have Khalil Herbert at running back, and you're not sure what what your strengths are on offense. Um, and they don't, it's, not, it's not like they have a, an elite receiving core, too. So, uh, Niners defense took advantage of the problems they had on offense, and they pick up a good win. Um, Chicago slumps for yet another loss on their losing streak, and they're on a tough place right now, falling in the NFC North. And um, I don't reckon they're going to get back up anytime soon, especially with um, them having no identity on offense um, because they have such young, inexperienced guys. And they're just going to have to figure it out. I mean, I know some Bears fans that are calling for Matt Nagy's head, uh, the head coach right now, because he's got to figure something out or it's going to be his job on the line. So 49ers pick up a much-needed dub, especially with the division they're in. So they beat the Bears 33-22. to Good win for San Francisco. Uh, Bears fans, not, a, not some good things to look forward to if you're them. Okay, so next game now we're going to get into is the Vikings and the Cowboys. This was on Sunday Night Football, and I had a pa- uh, Cowboys fan um, 
shout out to my friend Zaren Robbins, who's like, who's Halloween, so he's like, okay, I really want to go trick-or-treating, but also I'm a huge Cowboys fan, and I really want to watch the game. And thankfully for his Cowboys, uh, they came out on top with a backup quarterback, Cooper Rush, um, leading the Cowboys to a 20-16 victory in a good game, um, but the Vikings, obviously not a good game, being shut out um, on defense by a backup quarterback. So, bad performance by Minnesota. They hung until the very end, though. Uh, good game by Amari Cooper. Uh, Cowboys defense is scarier than ever, um, holding Dalvin Cook to just 78, 68. Was it was 68 or 78 yards, I know, because I played him in fantasy somewhere. It was something like that. But um, it just shows you how good the Cowboys are getting and their defense, too. It's not just their explosive offense. They went out on without Dak Prescott and... A Vikings team, mind you, who beat the Seahawks and was and was a field goal away of beat, from beating the Arizona Cardinals. So this is not an easy team. And the Cowboys took care of them, and their defense did well. Um, although Trayvon Diggs suffered an injury, the league leader in interceptions um, suffered an injury in that game. So we don't know how long, but um, Cowboys fans aren't happy about that, I can tell. So, good win for the Cowboys uh, coming up on top with a backup quarterback. So, beautiful, beautifully done there. And uh, the Vikings can nothing can do nothing but hold their heads down, losing to a beaten-up team on offense. But with just so many weapons, you know, on the Cowboys, it's hard to lose. Like, even with a backup quarterback, you're like, okay, listen, you're coming in as a backup, but um, uh, you have CeeDee Lamb, Amari Cooper, uh, Michael Gallup, and Ezekiel You You good with that? You know, it's just like, it's just, there's so many weapons, you you can't help but do good. And so, Cowboys come in with a win by four, taking care of the Minnesota Vikings, who aren't a bad team. So, beautiful win for the Cowboys, um, and I can only see them doing better things as the season goes on, when Prescott comes back as well. Okay, our next game is going to be the Lions and the Eagles. Eagles with a blowout on the Lions. I was making some jokes like, is this the best 7-0 team? Not 7-0, opposite, 0-7 team in NFL history because they almost beat the Rams. And if you reckon, they almost beat the Ravens, but they lost to Justin Tucker in a 66-yard field goal. So there you go. Um... But the Lions, obviously, with some misfortune in the games before that. But this was nothing but, um, they suck. <laughs> um, they lost by 38 points. Offense and defense, both, um, awful. Um, as for Eagles fans, offense and defense was clicking on all cylinders. They got some running, they got a running back duo that's working out for them. They got a lot of weapons that can score them a lot of points. Uh, they must be proud of their offense, um, offense and defense going in rhythm so great day for Eagles fans as they pick up a 38 point win against Detroit and they're trying to keep up their second place in the um, AFC East and they got a shot at the playoffs if they can beat teams like this now I know it's the Lions but um, still a win is a win as we will learn later with the Rams and the Seahawks uh, either in this episode or the next okay so let's move on now to the Washington football team who did not play a very good game um, on Sunday, if I'm being honest. Because, you know, when you have playmakers like Terry McLaurin or, you know, Antonio Gibson or J.D. McKissick, it still doesn't really matter. When you have a bad quarterback situation and um, 
Taylor Heineke, Heineke, don't kill me guys, Heineke, Taylor Heineke, and you know, you can't really get anything done when you have that offense um, that isn't just led by a guy that you know well, and I feel bad for Terry McLaurin because he's he's been surrounded by five different quarterbacks, and he's such a talented receiver, and I honestly want him to go to a different team and experience a real quarterback, no offense, Tyler Heineke. But um, a good way to bounce back for the Denver Broncos. Um, the defense got me 16 points in fantasy. So finally, uh, bouncing back, especially after that shameful Cleveland loss on Thursday night last week. So good win for the Broncos. A pretty defensive game, if I'm being honest. But um, they pick up a much-needed win um, after losing three, three, four, four in a row. Um, after starting 3-0. and So they are muy confusing me. That's definitely not old. That's, yeah, no. I should stop. Okay. Our next game that we're going to get into, I'm already at nine minutes. Jeez, guys, double time, double time. Okay, so the next game we're going to get into is the Buccaneers and the Saints. Now, Jameis Winston had a great game. Kamara had a good game. Um, Drake Lund Smith stepped up in a wide receiver role. But I want to. what I want to talk about is how much the Saints are confusing me right now. Like, are we going to talk about how they beat the Packers and the Buccaneers? No? Anybody? Zip. And they lost to the Giants? I mean, does anybody have an explanation for me? Because I have nothing. How? How do you beat the Packers and the Buccaneers and lose to the New York Giants? Is that only surprising me? They're confusing. But they shut down Tom Brady... Uh, forcing him to throw bad passes, which Tom Brady does not usually throw. So, uh, good performance by the defense. Jameis Winston uh, playing the best he has um, for the Saints so far. And they pick up a really good victory, the second in a row against some good opponents. So, good win from New Orleans, beating on a division opponent. And, like, now, you know, the Buccaneers are still first, but, like, the Saints are coming like, hey, we beat the Buccaneers. Like, sure, we have a worse record, but, you know, you can't say they're a better team than us now. So, big statement from the Saints winning their second in a row. And their offense is looking spicy. And their defense is even looking spicier. It's a Monday, guys. I'm sorry. Okay. Let's move on to the Panthers and the Falcons. I'll be honest, I did not really pay attention to this game. When you get a score like 19 to 13, I don't really um, believe in paying attention to those kind of games, if I'm being honest. You guys get me? You're rolling with me? You catching what I'm throwing? God, I gotta stop. Anyway, <clears throat> Juba Hubbard fumbled on the first play of the game for uh, Carolina. Atlanta got it, and Carolina fans were like, oh my lordy lord. Are we going to lose to the Giants? And are we going to keep this losing streak alive? But they um, kept their sanity, and they picked up a 19-13 win. I don't really know much more um, than that. Yeah. But a much-needed win for Carolina after 3-0, and then they have a losing streak, and now they pick up a win against a division rival. So the AFC South, not the AFC, the NFC South had all division games um rival games on Sunday, and so the Panthers picked up a win against Atlanta, uh, keeping them in the hunt. Um, good pl- good performance by the defense against the Atlanta offense. Matt Ryan isn't getting it together anytime soon, because it's, it's weird to me. It seems like he has a really good game, or he has a really bad game. This was a really bad game, but this whole NFL is confusing me right now. 
like in the next episode i'll talk about it too but like i don't get what's going on right now especially yeah okay the next game we're going to get into is the seahawks and the jaguars as a seahawks fan i obviously watched this i'm guessing like literally no one else did but the seahawks picked up a 31-7 win and if you're a seahawks fan you would know the seahawks win every game by three or they lose every game by one or two or three like with the seahawks there is never a blowout and that's what i thought until we played the jaguars and um told myself if um we beat if we don't lose if we lose to the jaguars our season we can just put it down the drain and i still don't think the seahawks are going to make the playoffs i really would think they would be able to crawl their way back especially when wilson gets back um because of you know because they can like from the inside they're really they're getting better and they're getting better as a defense getting better as a team um but with the division they're in and with the cardinals and rams i don't see them going to the playoffs anytime soon unless they have some sort of crazy marathon of wins plus they're playing the packers and the cardinals next um so that's not going to be easy for them and the the good win well it lasts lasts for the seahawks but um uh, yeah that's still going to be a rough road ahead okay so next up we're going to go to the rams and the texans and so the rams they beat the Texans, and the Texans were, like, inching their way closer at the end of the game. They had, like, 21 points in, a, in the fourth quarter or something. But the Rams were playing their backups. Um, did anyone really expect the Texans to come on the Rams and just beat them up? No, no one did. But um, <coughs> on a side note, I just learned today that Von Miller got traded to the um, Rams took for a pretty hefty price. Like the Broncos got a pretty good deal for uh, older Von Miller. He's still gonna get, bring some leadership to the team um, and pick up some tackles. But Matthew Stafford is still playing out of his mind. Cooper Cup just amazes me. The way he's just stepped up and is playing this year is just I'm calling him the best, one of the best wide receivers in the NFL because he has the stats to prove it. Um, and they have just. A more talented offense. This is the second time. They have a crazy good offense, a crazy good defense, bringing in Von Miller as well. Um, and so I just don't see the Rams losing anytime soon. And I'm ready for the next Rams Cardinals game because that's going to be good. Because I feel like um, Cardinals are kind of going down and the Rams are just going to keep going up. Since that Cardinals win, they haven't even, you know, come close to losing a game. No, I still don't count that Lions game close. Yeah, I don't. Um, yeah, when you're the Lions and you have to resort to two fake punts, I wouldn't call that close to winning a game. But um, Rams pick up a win, and obviously, like Rams fan, fans probably would have thought, they win against the Lions and then the Texans, two easier games. And I'm guessing it's not going to be that easy ahead, but if it is, the Rams can say hello to their division title. But I can't wait to see, um, in the course of the season, how that race of first in the division goes out between Arizona and L.A., Arizona still with the, um, just a hair ahead because they be on the Rams. So that's going to be it for this episode. Um, it's been a while. Sorry if I was a little rusty. Um, but we will be getting into more games in either tomorrow or somewhere probably earlier on Wednesday. So thank you guys for listening and I will see you next time on the race report. What's up, guys?
guys, welcome back to the Race Report. I'm your host, Race Pinio. And today we will be finishing off uh, the rest of Sunday's games and kind of the recaps. But I have a big announcement. Now, I don't want to, like, get too ahead of myself. But there is aspirations of making a YouTube channel. So for those of you who are listening to the podcast... You might want to think of also looking at the YouTube channel. Um, I will figure out the details of it, and we're going to try to get it started. Again, I don't want to get anyone's hopes too high, but that would be an incredible thing to have happen. So your support would mean everything. But without further ado, let's get into it. Okay, so we left off with the Texans and the Rams, uh, which brings me to the Browns and the Steelers. Now... Browns lost this game 15-10 against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's defense did its thing. Um, Najee Harris um, did its thing. And I can never go against an offense like the Steelers that knows its identity. They know. They're bringing in a young guy. They put a lot of pressure on him. And Najee's taking it. And he's taking it well. He's the main income earner for this offense. And he's grinding to the point where they can win games and tire out opposing defenses now it was more of a defensive game um but there was a couple gems in that game um including Najee Harris um Ernest Johnson I'm actually excited to see where he goes although definitely not as good as a game uh, as he had against Denver and then Jarvis Landry actually exists so he's back look at that but uh Pittsburgh picks up a much needed divisional win um I believe that is their second third, third win in a row now so Pittsburgh is on a good streak. They have their identity on offense, and uh, they're going to try to give Big Ben one last ride before he leaves after this season. And if he doesn't, then that's the point where I'm start going to start getting mad at Pittsburgh. But good win uh, against a good team, uh, defensive, just war, you know, division rivals. What more can you expect? Um, but that was a great game. Well done to Najee Harris and Jarvis Landry for actually coming back to Earth again. Thank you. We we like that you're back. Okay. Next game is going to be our Patriots-Chargers. Now, I did not watch this game, I will admit. Um, I did recap, kind of figure out a few things about it, and here's one. Now, Mac Jones did not have a incredible game. He threw 218 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. So, nothing special, right? In fact, nothing special at all. That's not even... An, a good game but the fact that mac jones can be a good dynamic put together complete team like the los angeles chargers rattles my bell like he comes out as a rookie easily the best qb in the in this draft class he's going to have an incredible career in front of him i've been told by so many people i see it in the comments mac jones is a favorite um i'm a seahawks fan Nobody likes the Patriots, but he's going to take this franchise uh, to something new. I can just feel it in my bones. And when you come out and you beat a team like the Chargers and you lead a three-point victory against a really good team, that has something, like, that. that's something to say for it, you know? Mac Jones is leading his team to victory. Um, uh, Patriots are now 4-4, four and four, and that's a good team that they just beat. So, well done to Matt Jones. Congratulations. Not an all-star game, but the fact that he can lead his team to victory against a good, put-together team, a well-coached team, is incredible to me. And only good things to come from uh, 
that young kid from Alabama. So, good win for the Patriots. Uh, Chargers, that was tough. That was a tough pill to swallow. Uh, big upset there for LA. But, um, you know, all you guys can do is bounce back, uh, practice more, and get back rolling because you guys have suffered a few bad losses, that being one of them. So, um, I believe in you guys, especially in the division you guys are in. Uh, Raiders lead right now. Chargers had um, a good week. It's just, you know, I'm like I said, I'm just so proud of Mac Jones and the way he's playing, the way he has that offense under control, and especially the defense. I did not forget about them holding that uh, really good offense uh, with a lot of weapons to just 24 points um, and coming out on top in a W. So, um, good win for the Patriots, but I feel like the Chargers can still take charge of that division, and um, I feel like the Chiefs are no longer the kings of that, and we'll get to that later. So, good win for New England. Okay, let's move on to the Bills and the Dolphins. Uh, Bills win, like, was probably the um, expectation by 15. Bills offense did their thing. Um, Bills defense did their thing. This was not a hard game. It was close for a good bit um, until the Bills kind of just ran away ran away with it. Um, and I don't see any division opponent uh, really being competitive with the Bills. Um, like the Jets aren't. The um, Dolphins aren't. Maybe the Patriots. But I think this should be an easy division title for Buffalo. Um, way to bounce back. Um after, well, Tennessee, you know, that was hard a couple weeks ago, and so it's nice to, you know, have one of those performances where you come out the next week, and you're ready to battle some more, so Dolphins, I'm really not sure about you guys, you guys don't exactly have an identity on offense, I've talked about that, putting so much pressure on Tua, and you know, you only have 11 points on offense, your defense isn't put together, you got picked apart by Josh Allen, so I'm not sure, uh, you know, where that organization is taking you, but one and seven is not treating you well. And if I'm Brian Flores, I can only be thinking, okay, we're one and seven. This is not good for me if we come out of here with only about four wins. So he's got to watch his job. Uh, he did say he's not worried about it, but uh, you keep losing like this, you better be worried about it because you just got smacked. And honestly, you've been smacked for the last couple games. So. Ryan Flores, I mean, you lose a couple more in a row and you might be out of there. So, Dolphins take a loss to the Bills. Bills with a good division win that we all saw coming. Okay, now let's move on to the Colts and the Titans. Now, this was a good game and there's a lot to talk about here. Okay, so the Titans came out with a 34-31 win over Indy, but there was so much more than that. This was back and forth. It was an offensive brawl, and both defenses, they're, they looked more complete, and they had good plays, but it was just, it was mistakes by the Colts offense that ultimately led to their demise, specifically Carson Wentz, who threw two interceptions, one a pick six, he was literally being sacked in the end zone, and he threw it with his left hand, just trying to get it out because it was going to be a safety. Little did he know, Kevin Byard was waiting for the football right there, caught it, took it right into the end zone for um, a pick six, which put the Titans in a tie with the Colts, 31-31. It goes into overtime. The Colts get it first. They're looking to drive down and end this thing. And then Wentz throws another interception, and then the Titans get it, 
and they put up a field goal, um, and they win 34-31, but there was a lot more than that, too. The Titans win came at a cost. Derrick Henry has something broken in his foot, and he is done for the season. Titans fans, you got something coming. You better find a way to get some run game. Adrian Peterson, fine. Marlon Mack, fine. I don't care. Get a running back. Jeremy McNichols actually might um, be a little diamond in the rough. Maybe we'll pull a little Dearness Johnson. But teams are going to figure you out, and then it's just going to be all downhill from there. So Titans are in a tough spot, and soon the Colts are going to take advantage of them, and they're going to start um, coming back in that division race. So enjoy the win when you can, Tennessee, but you got to uh, – you got to find a plan B for your offensive scheme because um, it's not going to be pretty if teams figure you out from here on out. So, Titans get the win. Um, Colts were so close. Um, this is this is a good team. They have some things to figure out. Carson Wentz uh, compli- complicates things. He has a good week one week and a bad week the next. Um, so I don't understand where he's going, but I do have faith in him, and I have faith in the Colts that they can come from, uh, come from behind and get Tennessee, especially with the disadvantages they have on offense. Okie dokie. Already joking. All right, let's go to the Chiefs and the Giants, our newest game on Monday night. It is fresh in my mind. So the Chiefs won 20-17, um, but it was 17-17, Chiefs got it, um, and the Giants picked it off, or so they thought. Um, one little twitch on a false start move um, from defense number 63. I'm not sure his name. Um, and that cost the game for the Giants. Chiefs got it, got the football again, field goal. They win 20-17 to 17 over uh, the New York Giants. And that's going to be a long plane ride home to New York if you're the Giants. And that guy's going to be beating himself up the whole way there. That's just that's just awful. You know, you're in the NFL. That can't happen. Your team makes a play. You're about to beat the Chiefs. And it just, you know, costs your team the game. So that's going to be a long plane ride home for Mr. 63. But um, good win for KC and a much-needed one. But I'm scared for them. I really am. You win by three against the Giants. You get just flattened by the Titans, you get you get beat up by the Bills, I don't know where the Chiefs are headed, but maybe a little bit of an overreaction, but is this the dynasty that never happened, like, the Chiefs have made three straight AFC championships, they've won three straight AFC championships, they've been the best team in that whole conference for three years in a row, they've been to two consecutive Super Bowls, and now, what? They're 4-4? Four and four? What? What? Like, I don't understand this. And they've won the AFC West five times in a row. And I'm starting to worry about Kansas City and where they're headed as a team because this makes no sense to me. And they got to figure something out or else Chiefs fans are not going to be happy because they have so much talent. But I'm, I'm not sure if they just got too full of themselves but they are not playing like the Kansas City Chiefs we know. Okay, last game um, in this episode, and I will have enough time. Finally managing my time. Well, look at me. Look at me. The Bill, Bills. The Bengals and the Jets. Jets win! Let's go New York! Yes! They beat Cincinnati. 
um, by three. I think it was a score of 34-31. I'm sorry, guys. I don't really remember. I think it was. Yeah, I believe I'm right about that. But hello! Is it a bird? Is it a plane? No! It's Mike White! 428 yards! Three touchdowns, I think. Three, I don't know. Heck yes! New York coming in with a big upset. New York is one of those teams I don't get either. You beat Tennessee. You beat Cincinnati. But you can't win simple games. Like, they actually have a hard record. So, like, honestly, I'm giving the Jets some slack. Big win for Robert Sala. I feel like he's going to do... If the Jets fire Robert Sala after this season and they at least win five games, I'm going to be mad at the Jets. you got to give him a chance. And I really feel like he loves the Jets and he loves that franchise. He's super energetic and he loves his players. Good win for the Jets. Um, Both offenses played well, but... um, Credit goes to New York and Mike White, who came up big after a bad week um, last week when Zach Wilson went out. So, huge upset win for New York coming on top of Cincinnati, which looked like the best team in the AFC. Like I said, this whole thing's complicated. I don't know what's going on. It's all like, I don't know what, like, it's so weird to me. The Saints are confusing me. The Titans are confusing me. The Jets are confusing me. The Chiefs are confusing me. I don't even know what's happening anymore. But all I know is that the Jets picked up a win against a very, very good team, complete on both sides of the ball. And Mike White is the superhero of the day, coming out with a win um, on Sunday against the Bengals. So that's going to be it. Thank you for watching. Remember the YouTube channel. Share me a follow. You don't know how much... It means to me all the support. It really does because I do love doing these things, but I want to know somebody's listening. So thank you guys for listening, and I will see you next time on The Race Report.